What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 111 of Little Root Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. Uh, I've just came back from probably like a three-hour drive. Been, been away all weekend for Easter and got back last night. And I I am sore. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I heard uh, you might have taken a fall. <laughs> I fell down about four, about a fourth of a flight of stairs uh fantastic so we were getting the dogs put up in the jeep getting ready to drive um bell i don't know if anybody's ever probably you might have seen her if you've been paying attention to streams or anything like that she weighs about 50 pounds and she pulls like a god dang horse she'll pull mm-hmm. you down the road she'll pull you down the stairs she doesn't care what's attached to her she'll pull you and we were going down those slick wet stairs because it's raining outside and i ended up slipping off the bottom off the middle stair as she hit the ground and yanked me the rest of the way down i uh yeah that sounds completely awful i I I know hurt pretty bad so uh as you know i live in an apartment building and our our apartment is on the second and third story we have a we have a split level apartment um the steps are on the outside of the apartment um, and so this is probably, probably coming up on about a year ago. I think it was last spring. Uh, we were going somewhere. It might've been up to your place to come record <laughs> and it was raining and I slipped on like the bottom, like four steps mm-hmm. and just thunk, 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 thunk on all of them. And uh, mind you, Tiff is behind me. She's laughing and I'm just like, I am dying in pain. Yep. Please just like put me out of my misery, like my misery right now. It is awful. But so I didn't do the thunk 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 part. I literally, yeah, I... I literally did like the banana slip, like the banana peel <laughs> slip, and flew in the air and landed back on my back on the stairs. Did Caleb record it? No. Did please, damn. <laughs> she didn't know it happened until it had already happened. Like yeah, they saw me upright as I was going down the stairs, and then I was on my back like half a second later. Yeah, that's uh unfortunate. Yep. So, um, what are we what are we talking about today, man? I figured we'd start today with uh, a little bit of thing about New Jersey's uh, registration. I don't know how much you got to catch of that debacle, but uh, it so, was it was pretty bad. I've heard it's been rough. Um, rough is an know, understatement. I know the other night on Discord, they had a discussion about it. I know uh, Angelo got in. Yep. And I know that Jay tried to register, and within three minutes, it was sold out. Uh, so from people we know in the server, uh, Angelo, Roe, they got in. Uh, I know Bauer Dad got in. Mm-hmm. And I know there was a handful of people who were also expecting to wanting to go. And registration for VGC was full in three minutes. I know. I know Jay is very vocally upset. And I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. You know, oh. This is. But once you hear the whole I, story, I, it, I do not. It makes sense why people will be upset. 
I do not blame anyone for being mad about this. Uh, um, you know, after not having events for two years, this is like your first event back, especially if like it's a local event for you. Like, you know, you plan on just driving down for the the weekend or whatever and playing. And now, you know, you have this time off that you've allotted to go to this. And now you can't because you're not registered and you're not going to be able to be registered. You've, you've it, paid it, for this. It's really unfortunate. Like, yeah. People have paid for plane tickets. They paid for hotel rooms. They've paid for this and that uh get to expecting to be going to this event and they're not going to be able to go because they couldn't they just weren't fast enough or their internet connection was slow even joe ux9 is not going to new jersey it is literally 30 minutes from his house and he just and can't, he, he get, can't in. get in because the vgc registration's full and so now their organizers are in a pickle because now you have this very prominent player I think there's a couple prominent players that can't get in because registration's full. And so now you either A, fix your mistake and open up waves of new registration and try to figure out, take away, like, yeah, back, out a new venue. Yeah, backpedal on, on your previous statements and stuff or and try to find something new. You try and sneak those few prominent players in and then you suffer the backlash from that. Which is going to be, I think that would be absolutely worst. Yeah. That's, I, I that's think the that is, scenario. of the options, that is by far the worst. Which Either I can still you, see happening. That's the problem. <laughs> you do literally nothing and tell people, sorry, that's how it is. And, you know, everyone be pissed at you about it. You sneak the players in and have those people satisfied, but everyone else pissed about it. Yep. And let me tell you, that's going to create, like, mob mentality and come after come after this guy i think um i think if he gives these people like elitist status it's going to make people so incredibly angry that it comes after him um or option three try to find a new venue in uh a few weeks that can accommodate this within the same area because mind you like you said people already have hotels booked people have flights booked and like if you're moving this last minute to move somewhere else that's going to put a lot of extra strain on all these other people of oh you know like like collinsville is a perfect example collinsville is a perfect perfect example there are hotels around the convention center that is walking distance so you know you could fly in get an uber to your apartment or your your Hotel. hotel room and be walking distance to anything you need for the weekend. Yep, there's restaurants. If they out there. move that venue, you're screwed. Yeah, because now you have to Uber or you know find a ride to the convention center every day, and then find a ride back every night. Yep. Yeah that that would be. I think unfortunately, I think the best thing to do is and keep, to do nothing. Yeah, just yeah, and, and that's the like it's the shittiest option. But at the same time, it's also, like, the correct option, I think. Yeah. Like, well, to keep the most people... the To keep the most people the least angry, I think that's the correct option. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, it's not, they're not going to be happy, no matter what oh, you say. Oh, no, you're gonna still going to have people coming for your throat, but this... <sighs> So it sucks. It sucks so much, man. The, the fun part I can't is, even is imagine all been being avoided. in this situation. It all could have been avoided. If you had put taken some of those TCG player caps, push it down about an extra hundred, 
and gave that 100 to VGC, it wouldn't have been a problem. A 200-player yeah. VGC event, it's no big deal. Granted, it still probably would have sold out pretty quickly. It probably still would have capped, yeah. It, but, you know, even at, like, 250, it probably would have capped, but... Like, I, I will use Indy as an example. Uh, I've seen rumblings online, like, after the first day Indy, we were already at 236 players for VGC, mm-hmm. for, for Masters VGC. That is nuts in the first day. And guess what? You can still sign up for Masters VGC. <laughs> there are still player spots there. If you missed out on New Jersey and still want to go to an event, go just change your days and go to go to Indy. It's the weekend. As, if you can do it, yeah. It, if you can, you, if you can manage that, and you really want to go to an event, do it. I'll be there. You'll see me. And dude, I just I feel so bad. Yeah. I like. Granted, I'm not going. I I have no intentions to go to anything this year, unfortunately. But for those who have planned and have been so excited to go to something, and then all of a sudden. Because of someone's ignorance, it's ripped out from you. Is it's terrible. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine how how awful people feel. Because like, dude, you know, I'm trying to be empathetic for them, and like, I feel awful. But that doesn't mean anything, you know. It it it's so bad. Yeah, it's it's real bad. Um, they literally took. One of the cool things about Pokemon is just like its inclusiveness and usually it's easily availability to come and play in an event and they just like, oh, we we like the TCG players more. We're going to give them 98% of the venue and then VGC can just go sit in the corner. It's not like Joe UX9 just hosted a, a grassroots event that was almost 100 players. Like literally just hosted a local that was almost a hundred players last weekend. Like you can't just give VGC 137 spots and expect them to be fine. That's not how this works. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's awful, man. It's just, I feel it's a terrible, terrible situation. Um, the or it's all in the organizer's fault. It's their fault. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like we because it's come out on Twitter guy, that he's biased to TCG to begin with, so he was never going to give VGC enough slots probably to start. And so has uh, has TCG capped as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure it capped, and they were giving out more spots. They were going to steal from the juniors and and seniors for TCG and put it into their the masters division. Which instead they should be taking from the juniors and seniors and putting it towards VGC. Absolutely awful. Um, but what do I know? I'm not. I'm not an event organizer. Yeah, we're, we're I don't not know event anything. organizers. What do we know? Um, I'm just. I'm just a low man on the totem pole when it comes to when when it comes to this stuff. But maybe the Pokemon company will realize that VGC is actually popular and start giving them their own events away from DCG. I know it's easier for them to just schedule it all at once. Yeah, it is. But like, especially like, like, dude, it's, it's also really convenient because like, you know, I'm, I'm very good friends with my, my LGS owner and, you know, going to Pokemon events, I get to see them 
every weekend as well. And, you know, I have a ton of friends who have played the TCG because, you know, I've played the TCG. And so, you know, for me to play VGC instead is, hey, I can still go hang out with these people and get dinner with them and, like, hang out in between rounds and go watch them and support them as well. And, you know, I think taking away and having separate events, you lose that mentality, you lose that support network, you lose the social, like, a social aspect of it. But at the same time, you know, obviously VGC is nowhere near as popular as the TCG. Um, Not yet. But I think if you give it enough, like, press and coverage and everything, it could be. You know, it, it granted, it's not going to happen overnight, but it is, especially if, if the Pokemon company continues to add in things to make it easily accessible to anyone to play competitively, like they have over the last several generations, it's going to continue to grow. Yeah, our, like, our dude, hope I was, is I was Gen about 9 is, is just as easy as Gen 8. That's the hope, right? If not easier, you yeah. know, if they just continue to add quality of life improvements, then it's just going to get easier. Like, I can't imagine trying to play like competitive, like Gen 2 OU singles, you know, it's just like, okay, well, breeding for IVs is damn near impossible yep. because you don't know your Pokemon's IVs until, you know, they're high enough level. Yep. Um, you have to stat train every Pokemon in every stat. You have to breed egg moves individually. Hope is correct. Passing on from male to female to be able to breed on the this line. It, it's a mess and a half, and I cannot even imagine. Not let to alone even the idea mention of, hidden power. Like, if you yeah, want to use hidden, hidden power, power at all. <laughs> or just, like, generic TMs. Yeah. Of, okay, well, luckily I have a second copy of the game I can play through with a second Game Boy with a trading cable to be able to trade over this extra TM I need because I used my Thunderbolt TM on someone else and it's not on the team I'm playing. Yeah. Like, dude, today I spent 20 minutes looking for a Thunderbolt TM. It's just like, okay, cool, I have it. Yep. You know, I have I have my TRs, no big deal. I it, think TRs and TMs are one of the best things about Sword and Shield. For sure. I, I think the renewable, like, reusable TMs is probably, like, the best thing. One of the best things that's ever happened to Pokemon. Um, I think probably the best, if you want my honest opinion, is physical special split. I think it, it revitalized so many different Pokemon to make them more viable than they ever were before. Look at you, Gyarados. Uh, dude, looking at Gyarados, looking at, like, Kingler. Yeah. Kingler was a physical water any, type. Any that, water type that Gen 1 that had, like, that was physically offensive and just couldn't be used because water is special. I think I think the, the only other argument you could have of, like, best mechanic ever added, if it's not physical special split, it's uh, the special split from one stat to two. Like, <laughs> those two stats individually, <laughs> like, those two changes are drastically, like, huge for Pokemon. God, like, you can, could you imagine Chansey? There's a, there's a Pokemon Red ROM hack that's called Unova Red, where it takes, um, it, it takes the Pokemon from the Unova Pokedex and puts them in Pokemon Red and keeps the same, you know, same story and everything, but like revamped trainers because now they have all these new Pokemon and everything, but it's really weird and it's really cool. Just like, all right, uh, imagine Embor, but like with one stat as its special stats. And, like, 
uh just it's so weird <laughs> and i i haven't played it it's on my my list of mon of roms i want to play yeah but like imagine imagine amoongus if it's special and uh, like special attack and special defense are the same stat oh god <laughs> it's like all right cool we're never killing this thing oh chancy would be monster again right yeah like yeah, Chansey's sure. a monster. Mo- Chansey was a monster in Gen One. Like imagine mm-hmm. Chansey and with that just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Snorlax or would like, Snorlax uh, would be a special would uh, be a special attacker. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> oh, dude, look at like Gothitel. Like Gothitel's another really interesting one. With, like really decent on the special side. I feel like you would have to go through and just rebalance everyone's special. Oh, yeah, it'd be a nightmare, and I'm really glad I'm not, but <laughs> it's it's really interesting just to think about. Yep. So, um, I... That's, like, the big news of the week when it comes to... Yeah, that's what like, happened stuff. this weekend. Um, and it's really unfortunate that all this happened... But luckily, it happened before we recorded, so we weren't a week behind on talking. Yeah, about it. like being able um, to. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, you and I were both kind of brain dead on Thursday and couldn't c- figure out what we wanted to, pl- you know, talk about. So it's just like, oh, how convenient! We had to record on Sunday this week, and all this drama happened. Yeah, we actually get to talk out. about it. It worked out and be relevant. Uh, so what else? Dude, we doing? imagine if imagine if Thunderous had one special stat. Oh God, no! <laughs> just. Base attack of 115, base special of 125. Good Assault luck. Assault vest would no longer be an allowed <laughs> item. Well, luckily it's Gen 1, so... <laughs> Assault vest, just never allowed again. So, uh, this week, I've come up with the idea that uh, we're going to go through and talk about... Uh, and we're going to rank each generation of Pokemon based on the impact that they've had on the VGC metas of Generation 8. Does be... that make sense? So, if I get this right, so whatever the gener- whatever Pokemon were in that original generation, that generation's impact on Generation 8's meta. Correct. Okay. So, for, for Gen 1, you've had, you know, your starters... Uh, you have like Raichu, all these, you know, all these Pokemon that we'll we'll get into here in a minute, and like how impactful they've been, not only in like Series Twelve, but all the way back to Series Two and everything in between. Okay. So talking as a whole, how impactful has this generation been for competitive play this generation? Makes sense. Okay, cool. I, I'm glad my my idea came across coherently <laughs> um i think this is the most like research and like thinking i've done for a podcast yeah but it's a while definitely in a while i was traveling the yeah, entire it's... weekend so the fact that's like i have no idea what we're talking about carter's got the idea this week uh it's kind of nice <laughs> like i hope his idea doesn't completely suck <laughs> <laughs> so what generation are we starting with uh we're gonna so, I figured the easiest way to do this is just start with Gen 1, work to Gen 8, or the other way around. Um, start on one end and work towards the other. And I, I think ranking them as we go is the easiest way to do it, as opposed to, alright, your S tiers are of this, your A tiers are this. I think going generation by generation and talking about them in order is probably the best way to do it. Okay, so we'll start with Gen 1. Okay, 
Um, so I have a list of like notable Pokemon here that I've gone through and looked at. And, you know, mind you, uh, we do have like a list of Pokemon that are still not available in Sword and Shield as of, uh, the 17th of April, 2022. So we can just state this podcast a little bit. <laughs> um, just, you know, because like obviously BDSP is, is, is a thing at this point. Yeah. Um, all these Pokemon are available in that game, but unfortunately, home integration has not happened yet, so you're not able to transport them from BDSP into Sword and Shield yet. Hopefully, we will eventually. I have a fun um, anecdote about why they haven't uh, begun the haven't implemented the transfer process yet. Because BDSP is held together by duct tape and a wish. Uh, no, because BDSP was built on a Unity engine. That actually makes a ton of sense. And Home is used to the original Pokemon engines. Pokemon yeah, games I, I... are built in their own engine. They have an engine specifically designed for Pokemon games. And hmm. as they as they have built it and built it and built it, they've upgraded it for the new consoles and so on and so forth. Um, and so what happened with uh, BDSP is when it got handed off, it got built in a different game engine. It got built in Unity. Interesting. And so that actually makes a ton of sense. The way Unity works with save files is is a different way than the way the Pokemon game engine works with save files. You can't really so PK it's trying hex. To... You can't PK hex uh BDSP very well. It, yeah, it it actually is way from my understanding, way more complicated. Yeah. I genuinely do not know. Uh I do not have a like uh, modded switch or anything like that to be able to tell you the truth or how easy it is or anything because I like to keep my stuff under warranty until it's you know out of generation and then I can rip it open you and can do whatever, whatever I want with it. Um, but so the way Unity reads save files, it saves it all as a specific file type that mm-hmm. um, Home can't really read yet. And so what they've been doing is trying to make a translator to update into Home to where it can read and open the BDSP save file and show you the boxes. And so you can, you can affect that thing. Interesting. So essentially what they have to do is unity has to be, it has, it has to open the unity file to see it because it's not listed in there anywhere. Like the Pokemon game engine does. It's not saved separately where you could access it. If the game is off. Got it. Does that make sense? Yep, I yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And so it's it's a super long process, and they're currently I'm assuming they're currently trying to figure that part out because that's the hardest part. Once you get the the transfer system open, you can make Pokemon games in Unity, you can make Pokemon games in whatever, as long as you could adjust the transfer open the, the opening file system to for home to read it, it'll work. Sure. I yeah. I... <laughs> Just just a little bit of game designer knowledge for you there. Yeah, it makes sense to me. So, okay. Gen 1. So, Gen 1, a uh, notable Pokemon I have written down here. You have your three starters of Venusaur, Charizard, Blastoise, um, Raichu, Clefairy, Arcanine, Chansey, Lapras, Gyarados, Snorlax, Dragonite, uh, Moltres, Zapdos, and Weezing. So... Um, all of these Pokemon have had some kind of impact throughout the entirety of Sword and Shield, you know, with the Kanto starters, like Charizard being relevant all the way back in Series 2 up through 12, and basically has had an impact in every format uh, to date. Obviously, like, Venusaur has been ve- relevant once it was introduced in Series 5? Series 6? Uh, Venus- Series we got five. We got Venusaur... Uh, we actually got Venusaur in... Series 
Yes, yes, we that's didn't correct. We get G-Max was... until 5. Correct. So it, it really became more more prominent once we had uh, the G-Max for Fine Lash and such. But, you know, Raichu has had, like, Garachu has been a thing. Uh, like, Raichu still sees play in Series 12. Uh, Clefairy was very dominant in, like, Series 5, Series 6. Yep. A little bit of play before then. Once once it had access to Friend Guard, it became uh, pretty much a staple of the format. Arcanine was absolutely absurd until Incineroar was introduced. Uh, Chansey, as well as, like, Shuckle when we when we get to Gen 2, has been... Um, the bane of people's been, existence. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's been banned from multiple tournaments across the, the, the several years that this has been... Uh, the the game to play and just you know a, a major pain for anyone who has ever come across it. Uh, Lapras very good once it had access to its G Max form as well. Being yep. able to set screens, you're able to do a, a, a bevy of different sets between like light clay or life orb or weakness policy. You never knew what it was going to do, and even like today, it still has somewhat of like relevancy, even if it's not as much thanks to like water absorb. Uh, which was also really useful when Urshifu was introduced because, uh, as we'll talk about when we get to Gen 8, Urshifu is very, very good. And so being able to switch in on a, uh, Surging Strikes and absorb all that damage for free is absurd. Yeah. Uh, Gyarados, again, like one of the premier intimidators before Incineroar was introduced. Snorlax was back in, you know, series two and series three and up until, you know, even today has been a Dynamax target thanks to, like, Belly Drum and its G-Max form. Uh, Dragonite wasn't introduced until... Uh, Dragonite, Zapdos, and Moltres weren't introduced until Series 7. Um, yeah, they weren't introduced until Crown point, Yeah. At which point, they all became pretty relevant altogether. You know, obviously, Zapdos and Moltres both have their Galarian forms as well, which I... The way I think we should do this is talk about the different forms for, like, Gen, uh, Gen 7, Gen 8... In those formats, because in those generations, because I don't they think it's fair to talk about. Still. Okay, I mean it, it's however you want to talk about it. I don't really care if you want to talk about like Galarian Zapdos and Galarian Moltres as such. Then they're all we can still slap them here. Gen one mons. They 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 share okay. the same national dex number. Sure. So like uh, Zapdos, even even in series twelve, I was doing calcs before we started recording um, of just like how prevalent this can be as like a Charizard check. Um, or like basically anything that it takes super effective damage from Zapdos, it can just deal a ton to it. Moltres, when it was first introduced, uh, specifically Glarian Moltres, uh, it was quite the powerhouse being able to just slap on a weakness policy or a life orb on it and eventually chip away at yourself thanks to your life orb with, Mm -hmm. uh, being able to trigger your, your berserk ability. And then, you know, Nasty Plot is also very prominent on this thing. It, It can do a ton of damage very quickly. Yeah. And then, uh, same with, like, Weezing, it was kind of played just being able to have neutralizing gas take off people's abilities, um, but then when Series 7 came out and we got Regigigas is when it definitely really started to pop off and people had to start respecting it and playing against it. Yeah, and even now it's starting to see more play in Series 12. Um, yeah, it, it, like, I mean, there's there's people running around with, like, Kyogre Weezing teams, um, that also have like Reggie Gigas and can just slap people out of nowhere. It it seems fine. I haven't played against it personally, but it definitely seems very powerful. It if is, you it do is definitely very strong. If you're not prepared to deal with the Gigas or Kyogre, it is very strong. So uh, overall, I think that Gen One is probably an S tier t- generation. 
Um, I think that the Pokemon that it has are have been very impactful, f- starting all the way back in Series 2, and are still completely relevant today. Um, there is not a... a uh, a series that has been introduced that I don't think a a non-zero amount of these Pokemon have been relevant in. I mean, it helps that uh, two of the three starters are just really good, the best Sun abusers in the game. For sure, for sure. Uh, and then that, the f- added fact that the Kanto starters got these Gigantamax forms that deal chip damage over time is huge. Like you could have sold, you could have just listed Gen One all three starters. It would still be in an S tier type of position. Like I yeah, don't think sure. you could I, have changed. I don't think adding like everything else is just extra gravy on top. <laughs> I, I think like the starters, uh, Lapras, and then like the Galarian Birds is really what defines Generation One yeah. when it comes to this game. Uh, like Clefairy has been relevant, but not not really anymore. Arcanine had its time in the sun. Same with Gyarados. Uh, and then, like, Weezing, you know, it, it's been fine. It does one thing, and it does that thing very well. Yeah. And it's a very unique thing, and that's what makes it relevant. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say uh, Generation 1 is high S tier. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh... Um, so that brings us to Generation 2. Um, for those who are unaware, I personally think generation two is one of the weakest if not the weakest generation um i have not let that sway my opinion of this i think overall um yeah let's 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 talk about this before we go too too deep uh notable pokemon here we have crobat azumarill politoed umbreon scizor kingdra p2 hitmontop sneasel shuckle uh the three dogs of Entei, raikou suicune tyranitar and lugia and ho so this is your your first introduction of like the the restricteds and like when it comes to restricteds, um, these aren't bad. They're they're obviously not like top tier, but in... there are no Kyogre crowd on. But oh no, for sure, for sure. But when you look at like uh, series eight, where we had one restricted, you saw both of these played. Yeah, and even even still, you see Ho-Oh being played from time to time. Lugia is definitely nowhere near as, as good as Ho-Oh when it comes to, like, what it's doing, but yeah. Lugia definitely has a, a spot to be respected in. Um, uh, that being said, I think the biggest thing when it comes to Generation 2, if we're talking, like, overall best Pokemon, it's Tyranitar, P2, Politoed, and then probably, like, the, some combination of like Hitmontop and the dogs. Um, I, I like so, I put Crobat on this list just because it's like it. I needed to talk more Pokemon. I think. <laughs> um, so it's funny that you say that. Like those are the best ones. Uh, Kingdra defined Series Six for a while, and Series Seven for that matter, uh, being the predominant like rain abuser. Um, Politoed obviously was our rain setter before we got access to our restricteds. It was the best one you saw it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw tons of Azumarill, uh, real early on, huge power Azumarill. We even see it now in series 12 of just taking over games sometimes. Just, oh, I bopped you because I got set up correctly. Um, Azu also has the, the benefit of being, uh, ac- having access to Aqua Jet. Which of course makes Colossal very good, which that, we'll that talk was about one when of we the, get there. Uh, that was actually one of the original abusers for Colossal when we get to it. Uh, yeah. was our Azumarill. 
Um, and then the the other notable thing that it had access to, which also fits the Colossal teams very well, is Parish Song. Yeah. Being able to, all right, well, Colossal picked up two KOs. All right, this game's over. Yep, set Parish Song, you, I win. You're not going to be able to, you know, you're not going to be able to uh, win this game in three turns when I have four Pokemon and all of them have Protect. Exactly. Sorry. So um, I, I definitely do think Azumarill is good, but like compared to like Kingdra and like Tyranitar, I don't I, I don't think it's top of the list here. Uh, Tyranitar is the top of the list. Like there's nothing yeah, else to compare. It's, like it's forget Tyranitar, P2 is right there behind it and then everything else. <laughs> it's like here's Titar at the top of the list. Porygon 2 is about five spots down and then everything else is just below that. Yeah. Uh, Tyranitar defined series one two and three like this even, even all the way up till like series five uh, and till it got banned in series six like that's when it was top tier was the ted cores and you saw even even like series seven uh, like seven and nine it was played um eight not so much because that's when your restrictions really came that's in when and we like, got zacian and yeah and as uh, as we'll talk about, Zacian's really good. Yeah. And, you know, if you're weak to it, you're probably not going to be played. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, being a rock type in a format dominated by a very powerful steel type is not a not a good matchup. Uh, compared to Series 1, it's definitely, like, maybe a C tier at best, in my opinion. I, I put, I put uh, Generation 2 in the C tier. Yeah, like, overall, I think Generation 2, it... It was one of the most underrepresented generations in the game, even though it had the most, like, one of the largest additions to the overall, like, Pokemon franchise. Um, just being kind of just let, lacked, like, it just lacked a lot of just Pokemon from that generation until we got into the crowd, to the DLCs. And that's when we yeah. saw more of these Gen 2. Like, if we're, if we're talking, like, base game, we had Umbreon, Hitmontop, Sneasel, T-Tar. And Shuckle. Oh, I, for, I forgot Shuckle was in, in the base game. So, yeah, like, basically nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you had Tyranitar was, and then a bunch of things that were, like, okay. Yeah, there was, like, almost nothing from Gen 2 in the original base game. And so, like, if you're just, like, strictly a base game, T-Tar's... T-Tar was very impactful. It was... It was a... The team to beat for the very long time was you got to be able to beat Togekiss, Excadrill, Dragapult, Tyranitar. You got to be able to beat that. That was the thing that was just running rampant through teams and get tournaments and winning events left and right. Yep. Um, and I don't think that's enough compared to like Gen 1, where it's just like, here's all three starters. Here's Lapras. Here's Gyarados, which was a Dynamax <laughs> target and an Intimidator all at the same time. Uh, Galarian Moltres is scary. Kintonian Zapdos is scary. Um, Weezing's powerhouse, and there's a whole slew of other Pokemon that are just much better than the majority of Gen 2. Full agree. So that brings us to Gen 3. Um, notable Pokemon from Generation 3. We have Ludicolo, Pelipper, Shedinja, Torkoal, Cradilly, uh, Milotic, Dusclops, Salamence, Metagross, Regirock, Registeel, Kyogre, and Groudon. Um, this is another one where the generation wasn't super represented until mm -hmm. <laughs> until the we, DLC. We got a bunch of things from from the DLCs, and uh, honestly, like even the early days, um, like Torkoal and Pelipper being your primary weather setters was just 
very, very good for gen- this generation overall. Yeah. Uh, same with like Milotic being your, your bulky water type before Rillaboom and Eleki existed. You had, uh, Dusclops, which is by far the premier trick room setter until P2 was introduced. Yeah. Um, and then even, even after like you actually had, actually had your DLCs, you had Reg, Regirock and Registeel in, in those formats in, you know, uh, seven and nine respectively. And then, uh, when you talk about restricted formats, you know, eight, 10, 11, 11 12. 12. Yeah, those. You you have Kyogre and Groudon, two of the best restricteds in these formats. So Kyogre and Groudon are going to carry this one for this sure. This is a hard carry for sure. Um, The rest of these Pokemon, like, you don't even see, like, Salamence never saw play. <laughs> no, it it was like, at that point, Salamence is the one of the of weakest intimidators. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's here because one, I like it. And two, it was like, playable yeah um, <laughs> you wouldn't be laughed at for playing it metagross was very good in series seven and nine yep uh milo was very good in the early series up until about series four or five when rollaboom started to really pop off um cradily i think has always just been uh overshadowed by gastrodon and rightfully so in my opinion um gastrodon has been in the game way longer and like as a result like cradily has just kind of fallen off i think if like the if like cradily and armaldo were in uh the base game instead of gastrodon i think we'd be talking about it very differently it doesn't help that cradily is weak to zacian you know that again <laughs> being a rock type in a format dominated by a steel type <laughs> um all that being said, I think I would put Gen 3 in the A tier just because the power of Kyogre and Groudon and the power that Registeel had in earlier, like in the early restricted series, uh, just makes this thing just just kind of carries it to a great tier. I think it's much better than Gen 2, but not quite Gen 1. For sure. I, I think that's pretty, pretty fair. You know, uh, like you talked about the restricted, basically Gen 3 is known for all the weather Pokemon between Pelipper, Torkoal, your two restricteds, uh, Ludicolo being your, your like premier, before Kingdra, it was like your premier rain sweeper, which is like crazy to think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Shedinja has been okay. Like, Shedinja can just win games if you're not prepared for it's it. It's much better in the restricted formats than, for, for than the sure. non-restricted ones, for sure. And um, then, like, Milo and Dusclops have just been playable since they were introduced. Yep. I, I definitely agree. I think Gen 3 is very, very safely in A tier. Yep, for sure. Um, Now we get into some of the fun stuff. Next up is Gen 4. Notable Pokemon in Generation 4, we have Luxray, Chirum, Gastrodon, Driftblim, Bronzong, Garchomp, Riolu, Weavile, Rhyperior, Togekiss, Mamoswine, Porygon-Z, Rotom, Dialga, Palkia, and Regigigas. So, this is I think another one that gets hard carried. <laughs> I think it's really funny that Riolu is on this list, but not Lucario. <laughs> not Lucario. <laughs> And, like, it's for, like, one very big reason. Prankster is a much better ability than anything Lucario can do. Um, Lucario is, yeah. like, fine. It It's very okay. Yeah. But having having access to Prankster Copycat makes Riolu pretty playable. Uh, the fact that you also have, like, Mock Punch and Bullet Punch to be able to proc policies makes you okay. 
there's there's a lot of things that make Riolu okay as a Pokemon. Um, the biggest thing about Gen 4 from the early days is you have access to all the Pokemon in Gen 2 that really just got power crept immediately. You have Togekiss, Rhyperior, uh, Mamoswine, Porygon, Z, and like Weavile are all very exceptional Pokemon across multiple formats. Yep. Uh, Rodom was an amazing Dynamax target in the early formats. Um, and still is a very good check to both like Kyogre and Zacian in the current format. Uh, Togekiss literally was the number one Pokemon for months, I feel like. Um, the only the only reason it wasn't is because Incineroar was introduced. <laughs> uh, no, there were still times where Togekiss outnumbered Incineroar. Yeah, and to be to be honest, it was up until it was up until what, it got like, banned. <laughs> yeah, and in series six is when it really you know obviously fell off because it was banned at that point. But everything up to that point was just like okay, everything well, is Togekiss. Would... Like you're playing Togekiss because it's great into ground types it's great into blocking everything because we didn't have no real good steel types yet because things like metagross and celesteela and other things i think that's a big a big part of it is the early days of sword and shield we didn't have good steel types you had fairy types yeah like you like outside of durant you had like dureladon which was fine but like dureladon was good in a format where Togekiss was good because you had Stalwart and could ignore Follow Me. Yeah, that's but like that's half the time good. <laughs> was Togekiss. Half the time you still wanted to target it down Togekiss because you hit it super effectively. So it's like, sure, you had an ability to ignore it, but you don't care. Yeah. So um Rhyperior for the, a very long while was one of the premier uh trick room sweepers next to like Conkelder. Um Weavile I think was almost always worse than Sneasel. It it still is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um like in every every form of the word, I think it's just worse. Yeah. Garchomp had its time in the sun. Uh Chirum literally had its time in the sun. Um <laughs> again, it's just there because I needed like it had a small niche and was playable for like half a day. <laughs> I actually don't think Luxray was ever really playable. It was on my favorite team from the early days, so yeah, I had to include it. I think that was more because Gyarados was good than Luxray being Very good. true. Very true. Um, um, Gastrodon like, still... Yeah, Gastrodon's just really good. Driftblim, uh, I remember doing a ton of Driftblim things in Series 3. It was just so it was just so powerful being able to unburden with the, all the terrain setters that were just there. Yeah, once once terrain became popular, Driftlin really took off. Once people figured out that Ndidi was really good, Driftlin became uh, a pretty decent partner for it. Yeah, uh, Bronzong has been good as long as it's been around. Was it? It's not in the base game, is it? Uh, it is. It is okay. So yeah, you know, like again, early days, you were able to set Trickum with it. You were able to gyro ball like opposing Togekiss. There's there's a lot to really like about Bronzong. And, you know, this is before we even talk about, like, Weezing Gigas. Uh, oh, yeah. This is like, before we even talk this about... This is before <laughs> any of the restricteds or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, like, this is ignoring uh, how good, like, Dialga Palkia have been in their restricted formats. And, like, how good Weezing Gigas was in non-restricted formats where it was legal. Yeah. So... I think I think Gen Four is probably like a solid B tier. I think that the Pokemon that are very good are obviously some of the best, uh, but there's a lot to be 
desired still from this. Like the fact that I had to include Luxray because it was okay at best is like a, a testament of how poorly represented Gen Four really is. Yeah, a lot of where we see Gen Four was in BDSP, and that's kind of just like where the we were hoping to go for the next format was, Hey, BDSP is out. Well, we can get all these Pokemon from gen four to gen one that we didn't have access to before. And it would increase the decks. I think it was what by about a hundred something. It was, it was by a significant number. Um, but you know, the, the fact that I had to include like Luxray, Chirum, Riolu and Weavile on this list, just to have like something to talk about should really tell you how, uh, mediocre Gen Four is. We would have got like, access to Probo Pass. If if you talk about like the Gen Two evolutions as like Gen Two Pokemon, then that makes that way better. Like <laughs> like if Togekiss is considered a quote Gen Two Pokemon because it has that evolution, like half of G- Gen Four is is gone now. Yeah, that's so. that's the thing. Is Gen Two uh, Gen Four built on Gen Two? Things like yeah. Togekiss, PZ, Mamoswine, like Rhyperior, like these all built on the previous generations. That's what made Gen 4 cool was just like, here's all these extra Evos for all these Pokemon we had before. And we didn't we didn't even talk about like how cool PZ was. And it's it's like it's one format. One format. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really fun. Yeah, this, I this is loved- a. Uh, this is a select a generation that's carried by on the back of like Rodom, Gastrodon, and Regigigas, I feel like. Yep. Yep. I, I think it is very okay. Your Gen 5 list is huge. D- dude, there's so much. I, I <laughs> Gen feel like 5. it's kind of just like because they gave us a lot of Gen 5. Which is is true by definition. Like, by the numbers, it seems like a lot, but like the Pokemon they included from Gen 5 are all the good ones. Like, you're not playing with, like, Panseer. Like, th- those just don't exist. And if they did, it'd probably make this generation look a little worse. But when when you look at the list here, uh, all of these are notable in formats. So, we have Lipard, Gigalith, Excadrill, Conkeldur, Seismitoad, Whimsicott, Scrafty, Gothitelle, Escavalier, Amoongus, Chandelure, Jellicent, Ferrothorn, Bisharp, Braviary, Mandibuzz, Volcarona, Terrakion, all three of the genies, Durant, and Reshiram. Like, I just named like half of the, <laughs> the Unova decks. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's really um. nothing on this list that makes me go, Eh, I probably shouldn't be here. Uh, fun like, fact: everything uh, is relevant. Pokemon from Gen Five didn't get added into the game, <sighs> and like those thirty-one are awful. They're so bad. It's all the bad ones from Gen Five, like literally outside of like the Electros line, it is literally all the bad ones. It's, yeah, they Gen Five is nothing but bangers, and it's great. the The fact that people give Gen Five so much hate. I just genuinely don't understand it. Their, their Pokédex is so unique and so fun. A lot of the think, hate comes from uh, the story more so than the, the Pokédex, I feel like. I think, like, if they were to reintroduce the rest of Gen 5, the only Pokémon that would see any kind of play is, like, Superior. I, I legitimately think oh, everything ele- else Electros is just bad. Oh, definitely see play. 
yeah, like having no weakness is good. You still get like, like wrecked by anything with have, Moldbreaker, unfortunately. But like, yeah, it's pretty niche. Is super duper rare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's 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 a pretty niche miss. Like you would only see it on Excadrill or yeah, um, or Haxorus or Haxorus like every once in a while because all the Excadrill still wanted to be Sandrush because speed and Haxorus is just Haxorus. No one no one cares about yeah. Haxorus. Um. Again, this is another one where it's a lot of just, like, one-hit wonders. Though. Like, the Pokemon that were good were absurdly good in their formats. For about, yeah, they were good for about three months, and then they weren't good anymore. Like, um, I, I think the, the only exceptions to that are uh, the Genies. Like, Volcarona had its time, like, it was playable across multiple formats. Um, Excadrill was absolutely absurd as a member of the Ted Core. Yeah. Conkelder was one of the premier trick room sweepers for several, several formats. Whimsicott still sees play. Uh, Amoongus has been absurd since it was introduced. Ferrothorn's been a thorn in everyone's side. Um, Goth has been like annoying. Like, I mean, even still, there's just like so many that have been like, yeah, this is playable across every format. Um, the if we're big, looking the at, big like, thing you have to look at, though, is like com- you have a lot of like like I call them one hit wonders because they were good one time. Like a yeah. Scavalier, you're not going to see a Scavalier much anymore. Oh no, not not uh, anymore. Like you see Gothitelle very rarely anymore. Uh, I haven't seen a Chandelure since like series four. But when it was, it, it you had was to be prepared still kinda for it. Eh. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. A chandelier uh, was not on my original list. To um, be fair, like, uh, and then a lot of this, uh, like Gigalith. You didn't see Gigalith. You saw Tyranitar. Let's be honest. You only saw Gigalith There's... because Tyranitar got banned, which is relevant. Not not as relevant as like Excadrill, but like you, you still know. couldn't you still couldn't play Sand because Excadrill also got banned. Yeah. So like, I would still like, rather play Hippo. Hippo also Gigalith. got banned. Hippo also got yeah. banned, so, like, Gigalith was literally the it only was, It was center. played out of necessity, not because it was good. Yeah. Uh, Seismitote's uh, only just now popped... It popped up for, like, four weeks and then disappeared. And again. it's fallen off, yeah. Um, there's, there's uh, like, Scrafty has been very mediocre. I think Wolf played it in, like, Series 2. Um, so, like, it had notoriety then because, oh, World Champion's playing it, so it has to be good. And then Togekiss just pushed it back out. And then we're like, oh, hey, I literally can't touch you, cool. Um, like, Jellicent saw play in early series, it sees a little bit of play now, but it's not too much. We'll we'll talk about Jellicent later. Like, Amoongus, Ferrothorn, um, are the big ones out of this that have just had such great staying power. Like they, um, they have been and, playable across multiple formats. Like, uh like if we're talking like base game Whimsicott as well. Yeah, Whimsicott like, as well. I forget Whimsicott's a Gen 5 because it didn't become good until Gen 6. Yep. And then like <laughs> once once they were introduced, the genies have been dominant yeah. in every format oh, yeah. as well. Like the genies were always gonna be good. Like, and, like, dude, the genies have been dominant in every format across multiple forms. <laughs> so <yeah>. like <laughs> If you if you're talking like individually, they've been insane. So I like, I think Thunderous there's defined a, series seven and nine. Let's be honest. I think there's a very strong format, uh, like a very strong suggestion that uh, Gen Five is S tier. I think 
it's another situation where it's being carried because of what we know. Like, you, your list is long, so it looks long. I actually think that, it's probably a great. It's probably a great more than a. That's fair. More than a, amazing. Like, Lapras still sees play. All the starters still see play. Half your list here in Gen 5 doesn't see play anymore. But it, it, the the other big thing is, like, this isn't just about current day. It's about know, the, the entire it's, lifespan. It's the impact I, on, I agree. It's the impact on I, Gen 8, and they had a very small impact on Gen 8 compared to what Gen 1's impact on Gen I will. Is. I will agree with that. I, I'm fine slapping it in 5. That's fine. You mean A? Yes, sure. Don't say 5, because 5 is bad. We're getting ready to put something in bad, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I'm looking at my tier list, and I have the number sitting right in front of me. Leave me alone. <laughs> so then, there's Gen Six. This this one is more of a underrepresentation than the generation just being bad. A lot of these, I'm just like I had to stretch to even consider them. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, Talonflame, Agaslash, Sylveon, Halucha, Dedenne, Gudra, Xerneas, Yveltal, Zygarde. So, like, this is being hard carried by, like, Xerneas, Yveltal. Uh, like, Zygarde is fine, and everything else is just like, okay. Like, Talonflame was good for a minute, and then, like, Sylveon was able to do things. Like, it, not very notable things, but things. Uh, Dedenne and Halucha existed. Aegislash was good in, like, exactly one format, and it wasn't even great. It was just, like, okay. Um, I, I unfortunately think this is by far the worst generation. And, like, you know, you and I were kind of talking about this before we started recording. Um, not only is Gen 6, like, the smallest Pokédex, but, like, the, the reason it's the smallest is because they added in Megas, which boosted the number of new Pokémon per se. Yeah. So, as a result, they didn't need to make as many new Pokemon when they could just rehash others. Um, some things you probably missed on your list are, like, things like Meowstic, that's been really good. I actually did miss Meowstic, you are correct. Um, just looking through some of these other ones, um, Pump, uh, Gorgeist has been really good in previous formats. I debated putting down, like, Trevenant and Gorgeist. Um, I just thought they were I would, way I would, too niche. Gorgeist has, like, Gorgeist actually had, like, things it was doing. Trevenant's just whatever. Yeah. Um, I, like, I still think like, this is by far the worst generation when it comes to this. Well, that's because they only included, like, <laughs> what is it, like, 40 Pokemon <laughs> from Gen 6 and then left the other 20 on the bench. And, <laughs> so the, and, and nine, nine of the other 20 are the starters. Which was where a lot of the power was in Gen Six. Let's see. Um, um, they left Morgus on the bench. Oh, I, I I didn't include Diggers B. You can yell at me for that yeah, one. Yeah, Diggers B was okay. Like huge power. Like, it stuff. was fine. Um, um, Furfru's think... not in the game. Helioptile and Helio uh, Heliolisk is the evolution. Yeah, Helio yes. Heliolisk. Um, it was fine. Um, like, imagine if they had given us Greninja. Like, imagine if they'd given us Delphox. Imagine if they'd given us Chestnut. Like, these were actually, like, the decent Pokemon in Gen 6, and we just didn't get them. The like, best Gen 6 Pokemon is Mega Charizard. 
like if we had gotten Florgris as a Pokemon, like I actually think it might have been like fine. It'd have been a and cool it, support Pokemon. I think in early like the early series, I think it would have been very good because you know having having a bulky uh bulky fairy type in a format where steel types aren't nearly as popular could have been good. Yeah. Like this thing has helping hand access. It had access to like all the grass stuff that was really popular. Um the the big downside to it is it's very physically frail. It's like uh in these formats you're still just getting completely dominated by like Excadrill, unfortunately. Yeah. Like your your base 154 special defense is obviously absurd. But when you just, like, can't take a physical hit to save your life, it's really unfortunate. This was another Pokemon that got access to Ally Switch. Did not actually know that. Yep. That's really cool. It would have got access to Ally Switch, Helping Hand, uh, After You. Um, Does it get a sleep move at all? I'm not sure. Come here, Cerebi. I have you pulled up. I don't think so. No, no sleep powder. No I don't yawn, see one, cool. but I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't see one, but also like no one really saw it since Gen Seven, so that's true. So who knows what they would have done to it for that? Ooh, Calm Mind Safeguard is actually really cool too. Like you were base seventy five, which back then wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. For Florgus. Uh, oh, it's a copycat Pokemon, too, apparently. That's, um, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, like, its move pool is just kind of mediocre. They did a lot of balancing for things and moving mm-hmm. on, though, so... Who knows what we would have got from this. I'm also really surprised they never made this a grass type. Like, grass fairy, I think, would have been really good for it. And then give it access to, like, sleep powder. Yeah. Also has symbiosis as an ability, and I did not know that. Yeah, that was that's what made it. That's cool. cool. That's really cool. That's what made it cool. All right, that's enough talk about things that couldn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> so in case it's not obvious, uh, uh, Gen Six is, is completely bad. terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. just bad. Like part Which brings of, like, us underrepresentation to just not inputting the right stuff in, which. I think things like Greninja would have really affected the Dynamax format, so... I think it would have been good in the early days, um, especially having access to, uh, basically, you know, Limbiro. Uh, Libero? Libero. Libero, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, having, having access to, you know, Protein is very good, um... And obviously, like, Ash Greninja would not have been legal, so I don't yeah. even need to think about it. We don't have to I worry don't about Battle about Bond and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, so it's okay. Uh, this brings us to Gen 7. Another another pretty large list here. Um, this was large on purpose. <laughs> yeah, there's there's quite a bit to talk about here, to be this, honest. This list, was act- this list is actually, like, very, very strong. So, we have access to Incineroar... Pre-Marina, uh, Chargerbug, and Vikavolt, both of which had, like, a non-zero amount of play. Uh, Rebombi, pretty niche, but, like, was playable. Uh, Araquanid, Serena, Comfey, Orangaroo, Palosand, uh, Togunamaru, Mimikyu, Tapu Koko, Tapu Fini, 
Sogaleo, Nihilego, Celestila, Cartana, Feramosa, Necrozma, Duskmane, uh, Stackataka, Mudsdale, and Lunala to run the list out. So there's obviously a lot of things that were also, much like Gen 5, are pretty niche and only did one thing one time. Uh, stuff like Palisand obviously sticks out for that. But, uh, like, same there's- with, like, Robombi, you did, like, uh, you do like speed swap things, and that's about it. The uh, difference Charger here Rug. is like a lot of Gen Seven, a lot of these Pokemon are s- still seeing play. Like they're still the, around. Obviously, like the big one is the 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 king of the format in Sunroar. Yeah. Um, your your restricted tiers, Sogaleo, Lunala, and Necrozma all have been relevant in every restricted format we've had. It doesn't help that the gender that generation also had. The entire Ultra Beast line, which are all designed to be busted to begin with. Yeah, all all the good steel types of Stack Attack at Cartana Celesteela. Uh, you had part of the Nut Core in Nihilego. Mudsdale was, like, playable as, like, having access to stamina being a Trick Room Sweeper was also very relevant. Especially in the early days where uh, physical Pokemon were some of the best, being, like, Tyranitar and Excadrill. Mm-hmm. Being able to just... All right, well, you hit me and I didn't die, so now you're not going to be able to KO me. Good luck. And then, um, and then on the flip side of Mudsdale, you had own tempo with like swagger, just could yeah. go nuts. Um, uh, to- Maru having access to lightning rod has been relevant. Uh, Serena, my uh, my queen, what I would do <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of Pokemon on this list that have been very impactful and are still impactful. That's the thing is. They are still impacting the metagame. For like, sure. We saw Faramosa just pop up at Salt Lake City. In the yeah, hands we, we of, literally talked the hands about of it last week, right? It was either last week or the week before. Um, it popped up in the hands of Wolfie playing alongside like Calyrex, Ice, Palkia, doing speed swap stuff. Um, and like Mimikyu was also on that team, right? No. He's it was playing, not? Okay. He's playing Dusclops. Ah, uh, yeah. But like Mimikyu, uh, Mimic Calyrex is still like very good and is like a playable duo. Uh, Feeny being able to set uh, Misty Terrain has been relevant in basically every format. It's been legal. Uh, Coco, pretty niche. Like it, it's a pretty niche Pokemon. The fact that like it just unfortunately doesn't have the best move pool for the stats that it has is kind Give of unfortunate. Coco play rough. Seriously, please make play rough one hundred percent accurate. Uh, Pre Marina, like Joe UX nine begs you. <laughs> You know, we, we talked about Azumarill earlier. Uh, Pre-Marina does everything that Azumarill does, except it's not as strong as a physical attacker, which means, oh no, my Aqua Jet's not doing as much to my Colossal. I'm not blowing <laughs> up my Colossal for, for the same what a shame. Um, but, yeah. like, Pre-Marina is also a very good Dynamax target on its own, yeah, which it is not a, something you could really say about Azumarill. Yeah, it was an amazing Dynamax target. You could set up a throat spray and then just go to town. Yeah, I I think Pre-Marina is, like, underrated with how good it has been in these formats. Uh, obviously, restricted formats, it has fallen off significantly. It's it's fallen off it much like every other joke, water type. Um, it was a... Uh, your 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 bet your favorite starter cores back then were Incineroar, Rillaboom, uh, Primarina, or like you know, your the, those, the those best starters. Your, were... That was the starter core you would play with. Was those three, <laughs> and then like Charizard and Venusaur were fine as well. But yeah, you know the the Gen Seven starters of Ensign, Primarina, and Rillaboom. Yes, <laughs> like those were those were your starters. Those are the ones you wanted to play because those were the best three starters yes. in like the past two years. 
Yep. Um, by far. And like we we didn't really touch on Comfey or Orangaroo. Uh Orangaroo is kind of a, a relic of the past, unfortunately. Um not, Same thing not with seeing Comfey. a ton of not not really seeing a ton of play in, in Gen 8, but like when it shows up, like you expect it to do something unique, which is you know, instruct is a very good uh, attack, and like having having access to it means that it can do a, a ton of really cool things. You just can't Dynamax. Uh, Comfey again has been, you know, in series seven you had access to like Moltres next to it. Lapras, um, Gudra uh, was another really good one. Like Lapras, Gudra, Comfey was a core there for quite a quite a hot minute. Just like, all right, where's the weakness policy? All right, you guessed wrong. Good luck. And then your Veltel popped up, and that became a thing. And, and even then... even today, you know, I I was working. I've been working on uh, Giratina, and they're one of the original drafts I had of the team was Giratina Comfey. And then I figured out that Calm Mind's probably just better than weakness policy. Yeah, unless you know that you can't get your weakness policy stolen. Cough, cough, your Veltel. Um, <laughs> it's, it's probably best just not play weakness policy right now. And like, I already struggle so much against Eveltal, I don't need it to be able to just one shot me. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think Gen Seven is uh, easily S tier as well. Yeah. Like, um, I don't think there's so any many argument. Things that it's just there's been so many relevant Pokemon for the entire generation. Yeah. Which which then leaves us brings Gen us. 8. Which uh, you know, like, if we're talking about Gen Eight. Um, there's a lot of really notable Pokemon as well. Uh, obviously you have your, pow- uh, your, your extremely powerful Pokemon in Zacian, the, the most dominant Pokemon, I think in any format ever, if you want me to be a hundred percent honest, I was gonna say, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm just going to put it, go ahead and put it into S. Yeah. I, I, I think if they were aiming for gen, gen eight Pokemon to be playable in this generation, they nailed it. Yeah. Um, so, list of notable Pokemon here. I have all three of the starters, which have been relevant at various times across their lifespan. Poor um, <laughs> Dude, it was good for, like, a week. <laughs> it was good when um, when Gastrodon was popular, because you could just ignore it. Yep. Yeah, once once it had access to his G-Max form, it's like, okay. Oh, no, you just play Snipeshot. Oh, yeah, I forgot, I, I forgot that that's... Uh, you just Snipeshot what- and just ignored it. Yeah, I forgot that that's actually just what it's attacked. Um, Corviknight was like having access to mirror armors. Uh, is it mirror armor? Uh, yeah, it's mirror armor. Like being able to just reflect back intimidates has been like unique to it. Um, you also have its G Max form, which removes its defog. Yeah, it's, it's just defog on an attack, which is probably just it's worse a, in every defog, situation than airstream. It's defog on max airstream, where max yeah. airstream would be. Yeah, which is unfortunate because airstream is probably just what you want at all times. A hundred percent. Format King Colossal. Unfortunately, as much as I hate Colossal and how dumb it is, it you can't deny how dominant it has been for so long. It still wins events in Series Twelve. It, like it's dumb. It is genuinely dumb, and I hate it. I've thought about bringing Colossal to Indy. I've really thought Stop about it. Stop it. I don't care. <laughs> Stop it. I won't let you make that mistake. Nah, because Friends plays... don't let friends play Colossal. The reason it works is because it plays so well with the restricted pairing that I wanted to play with, um, which was Yveltal Zacian. It just it fits. The rest of the team fits yeah. so well in that little niche there that I think nobody would be expecting it. Um... Next, I have Barrascuta. 
which for a non-zero amount of time was the fastest Pokemon in the format uh, until people figured out that Dragapult's very good and then figured out that, hey, Veriscuta still has access to tail, uh, like uh, to Swift Swim, so I can still outspeed you. Uh, is like, fine. It's more of, like, a singles Pokemon, but, like, it's okay. When it, when it was good, it was, like, I don't know if I can beat that. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> this is back before Grassy Glide existed, so yeah, you didn't you just one-shot it. Yeah, Grassy Glide or Regieliki or... So it was just, like, huh, that is really terrifying. I don't think we have oh, any and, electric and, types yet. And it ignores, uh, and it ignores, uh, redirection. Awesome, we're very dead. Yeah. <laughs> Togekiss isn't working. Whoops. Oh well. <laughs> um. Then you have Hatterene as well. Another like there for a hot minute was like another Premier's Trick Room Sweeper. Um, and then Incineroar entered the chat. This has been really notable. Uh, next to like Riolu and Lipard that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, having access to Magic Bounce is kind of a non-bow for it because Incineroar was running Parting Shot, and you're like, all right, go away. Nice Dynamax, idiot. Good job. Um, do we have to talk about Grimmsnarl? Yes, we do. This thing is format defining. <sighs> I like, hate it. I hate it so much, man. It is so obnoxious. My current favorite set are the Babiri Berry sets with Burning Jealousy. I love them. Dumb. Love Stupid. It. I love it I didn't so even much. know it had access to Burning Jealousy. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> I hate this thing so much. Um, Next up, we have my favorite Pokemon from Gen 8, the fossils, Draco Zolt, Draco Vish. Um, Draco Vish was. Oh my goodness. It's just. A, it was such a chase Pokemon. You wanted the shiny so goddamn bad, but you had to go full odds for it. Oh god, it was so awful to grind for. I still don't have it. I I've, have I've mine. started that hunt. I started that hunt like three separate times, and I've just never found it. It's I love so it. awful. I love my shiny. Uh, and like Draco Zolt, you had. A big thing for it was when Dynamax. Lapras got popular. Uh, oh Dracozolt got popular. Yeah. Having access to Hustle, meaning you get your attack boost, but having uh, moves that don't check accuracy is really good. Who knew? Yeah. Just combine it with Life Orb and just blow people up. So then uh, something we didn't really talk about with Togekiss was like how versatile it was with what it could do. You know, you had access to crit kiss, you had your weakness policy sets, you had like your Babiri sets, you had your citrus berry sets. There's a hundred different things that Togekiss could do. Yep. Dragapult could do just as many. Yep. <laughs> you want <laughs> physical Dragapult? Sure. You want special mm-hmm. Dragapult? Also, sure. You want support you, Dragapult? You got it. <laughs> do you need a way of triggering your colossal steam engine? Cool. We, this thing has surf for some reason. You want to willow with something? Awesome. There you go. Problem solved. It, and until uh, Eliki came around, this is the thing that you tried to outspeed. Yep. This is the thing that you're calking. Yeah. One oh sevens with air uh, with tailwind. Yep. One oh seven with tailwind. I will know that number until the day I die. Yep. <laughs> um. And then we we just we're just gonna touch on the uh just the powerhouse restricted here zacian uh, obviously just absurd spectre like, yeah like calyrex forms again absurd like none of them come close to how dominant zashian is and i i just don't think you can understate how powerful it is um obviously like the other the other two are very good uh, and like glassier and spectre both are very very powerful as well in their own res- in their own Heck, he's played Series 12. Uh, Glaster, I've played Glaster in this format, too. 
Like, it's not embarrassing. Spectre runs, um, like, Scarf Bulldoze or Scarf Will-O-Wisp. Yeah. And just punishes people. It's hilarious. Um, last, last couple here that I have written down. Um, Alchemy has done, like, it, having access to decorates very unique. I believe it's the only Pokemon. It's a signature attack, right? Yep, it's a signature attack. So, like, getting to do things is really cool. Unfortunately, it also existed in a format where Togekiss was very popular, and for some reason, direct, uh, Decorate could be redirected. Yeah. <laughs> so, they unfortunately... They stop that with coaching. <laughs> as, as cool as Decorate would be, it was just not very good. Um, in DD, both male and female forms have been very good. Having access to Psychic Surge has been uh, very unique and by far one of the best things that they could have given it. Uh, and DD female is by far the more popular of the two, having access to Follow Me plus Psychic Terrain, meaning you don't get hit by by Fake Out and priority moves to be able to take out. No priority taunt, no yeah, priority status moves, no priority. Very, anything. very powerful. Um, you know, we kind of touched on Dureladon a little bit earlier when we were talking about, like, Lapras and, like, Togekiss as well. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, talking about Togekiss earlier. Uh, Dureladon having access to Stalwart so you ignored redirection was very good. Unfortunately, they also gave it a, a, a Gigantamax form, which is off of its, uh, Max Steel Spike instead of its Max Wormwind. No, it's, it's off of Max Wormwind. Oh, is it? Yeah, it was off of Max Wormwind, which is what you you wanted Wormwind to lower everything's attack That's, because it's PP depletion. Yeah, which is just like bad. It's just spite yeah. on a base 140 attack or whatever. So then that brings us to uh two more Pokemon I have written down here. You have Urshifu and Regieleki. Both of which have been absolute powerhouses the entire time they've existed. Obviously, Urshifu has fallen off quite a bit in a restricted format, but in non-restricted formats, um, did you know that clicking protect is very good? Yeah. Now, what if you don't get to do that? What well, if it just doesn't sad. matter? That, y- yes. And I, I genuinely don't know how they're going to introduce Urshifu or Zacian into future formats. They're not. I, I just genuinely don't think you can. I think those two are so oppressive that you just can't introduce them to be playable in future formats. Nope. Probably can't. And like, Not unless you come up with something else just game-breaking to stop them. Which then just power creeps the entire game and invalidates so many more Pokemon. Well, it depends and on how the pow- where the power creeps applied. That, that's very true. You know, they, they could do what they did, I believe, in Gen 6 and go back and give old Pokemon new, new buffs or new abilities. or There's a hundred different things they could do. Um, and it all I, just I depends on how they do Megos it. I think if we get Megos back, uh, Zacian's no longer really an issue. Yeah, Mega, I think Megas like Megazard, definitely... Megazard probably eats it alive. Yeah. Um, like I mean, Charizard already lends up very well against it. Now you give it, you know, Megazard where it's its own Sunsetter, you're probably set up for failure. Um, um, and then we have the current fastest Pokemon in any game. You have Regieleki, yep. who, when it first was introduced, was like, all right, cool. Obviously, you're as frail as can be, so you're going to set screens and then die. And then people figured out, Transistor's a hell of an ability, and you can just punch people. <laughs> hey, you know what's good? Dark Aura. You want to know what makes it better? When it's electric type. <laughs> you know what makes it really good? Having one immunity. Yeah. And, like, it's really <laughs> obvious when if they have a switch in or not. And if they do, it's not your Dynamax target. Exactly. <laughs> like, until you see their ground type, you don't max it. Yep. It's that simple. I, 
I think it is very fair to say that Gen 8 is by far the best generation when it comes to, like, Gen 8 as a whole. Um, there's just been so many Pokemon across the entirety of it that have defined the generation from start to finish. Um, may it be the early days with, uh, like, Dragapult, or the days where Colossal was very good, or your restricted formats where Zacian became the best thing you could possibly do. It has been by far dominated by, I'm presuming, design for a generation to be the best. Yeah. And if it's not, I am very surprised. Agreed. Okay. Definitive list. 8, 1, 7. All are amazing. 5 and 3 aren't great. 4 isn't good. 2 isn't okay. And 6 isn't bad. <sighs> yeah. You you can I, tell like where they pulled most of their Pokemon from, and then where they didn't. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My my original draft of this had uh like five was also an S. I'm just like that feels like way too many. Oh yeah, like honestly, I could argue you down probably to putting um one in great in comparison to eight and seven, and then moving three to good. Like, I could probably uh, yeah. argue into doing that. I, I would not actually hate that, but, you know, I'm, uh, I'm fine with how it is. I'm also fine however you want to do it. Yeah, we're fine where we're at. So, yeah, that's the LRL definitive tier list of what generation is the best yep. by VGC standards in the current format. Well, According to current us. game. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitive. Is it? <laughs> it's the definitive opinions. According to us. <laughs> the definitive opinions of Little Root Lessons. Um, team of the Week. That's the little thing we have got left, right? Yes, yes, yes. So. Uh, what was this one? This was the Slurpuff team, right? Yes, this is the Indeedy Slurpuff team. Um, and we had Kyogre and Weakness Policy Dialga as our, our restricted pairing. Did we have a way to activate our policy? No, because we're telepathy. Well, that really sucks. It's It honestly was fine. Um, like, majority of the times, if you're bringing Dialga, you're maxing it. And the best way to deal with Dialga is to hit it with super strong special, like, super strong, super effective hits. Or then just triggers your policy and allows you to blow them up and, nah, and take out their checks. I just sit there and snarl at the death. Well, that's just rude. That's what you're supposed to do. I am not disagreeing, but it is very rude. You can go ask Ro. He he learned all about that. <laughs> so, uh, my favorite part of this team is Jellicent. Well, of course there, it is. There's a couple games that I believe you showed. There was a game where I played against a Vaporeon, and it just couldn't touch me. Yeah. It's like, cool, we win. Like, whatever, I don't care. And then uh, there was another game where my opponent maxed Zard. I set Rain with Kyogre maxing, and then uh, Trick Room went up, and I Water Spout and one-shot Zard in the rain from full HP. <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> Who knew Water Spout, hell of an attack. Yeah, base 150 is really, really good. Uh, that same game, uh, I led Slurpuff and Didi, got the double KO on turn one, which allowed me to switch into Jellicent Kyogre, which forced them to double switch so I could just fire off two Water Spouts on the switch in. <laughs> yeah. Um... It, was, it was a really sick game. Um, 
And unfortunately, like the big takeaway I had from this team is that Slurfuff sucks. Yeah, like, it's not fair. Yeah. As much as I really like it, the fact that you're pairing it next to Ndidi means that you just don't get to do anything with Slurpuff. Uh, you don't get to do any of the cool support things that you want because it's not built to be able to, like, Ndidi is not built in such a way where it can abuse what Slurpuff is trying to do. Um, and like Slurpuff doesn't really benefit from like anything else going on. Like once you have Unburdened triggered, it doesn't really do anything else. Yeah. Like you get yawn off or you get like string shot off and then that's usually all you And get then to you do. die. Yeah. Because the, I, I think I brought so it two much or three times. Damage that you're just gonna die. I think I brought it two or three times, and every time I did, it immediately died. Yep. Like I brought in DD plus Slurpuff and it immediately died. Unfortunate. Uh Landorus was good having I don't think I ever clicked Swords Dance, but like I can see why it's here, especially in a format dominated by Intimidators. Being able to uh, just negate it and instead say no you is really good. Yeah, White, um, Herb, White Herb is also just really good on Landers yeah, right now. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I, I I honestly have been playing with uh with White Herb quite a bit here lately, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think I think there's an also an argument to play like Adrenaline Orb uh, on like special attackers and just abuse it, but I haven't quite figured out what I want to slap that one on yet. <laughs> Milotic. <laughs> Just wreck your opponent's day. Just get him. Be like, you're so sad, I can tell. Like, you're you're just gonna lose now. Congrats. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, the the big takeaway is like Jellison's cool and probably underappreciated in this format. Uh Yaga's really good when it gets to do its thing. Kyogre is still very powerful. Ndidi's actually I, I really am a fan of Ndidi. Um, being able to set psychic terrain means that you never get fake out. Uh, you get to ignore majority of what, like, Grimstar is trying to do, excluding screens. And, like, being able to have access to follow me means that, like, sure, you can go down, that's fine, but my, my partner is going to do something. My partner is going to get off at least a free attack in the meantime. I'm, I'm not a fan of focus session, DD. Um, I've been, I've been playing a lot with the Psychic Seed Max Defense set, just to give you literally as much bulk as possible. Well, you can't um, play that one, so. Yeah, specifically here you can't, because you, you're trying to do Slurpuff things, but I, I'm, you know, in a general sense, I, I'm not the biggest fan of this item. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the big takeaway. Put your code is on screen. Go play it. Go test it out for yourself. Yeah. Go have fun. Tell me that Slurpuff is better than I gave it credit for and that it actually has a spot in this format. Uh, I think just having, like, Jellicent Kyogre is kind of a, a, a oaf, in my opinion. Yeah, you're you're already really weak to, like, Eleki and Rillaboom and Zapdos. Yeah. You, you died to a lot of things, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But it here? is what it is. I am. I think I think we're, we're good to go. So, cool. um... I do want to give a uh, – this is my call of call to action this week. Um, we currently, as of recording, have four reviews on Apple, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I would like to see that number go way up. I would also like to see the number of written uh, written 
ratings as well. I would like to be able to read those and see what people actually like. Uh, you know, having a type of feedback loop to be able to, you know, tell us, hey, we like this, we don't like this, do this better, uh, is really nice. And unfortunately, right now, we don't really have that. And I think that the reviews on Apple is the way to do that, or at least a starting point. Um, obviously, like YouTube comments are another good way. Um, but I don't check those nearly as often because Carl is the one who mainly handles all the YouTube stuff, whereas I'm on Apple Podcasts literally every day. Uh, so those are the ones I'm going to see. So I want to see that number go way up. Um, and if you leave us a percent of listeners. <laughs> and, you know, you don't have to listen just on Apple Podcasts to go leave a review on there. Um, I think you have to have an account, but like that takes like 10 minutes, if well, that. If, if you have an Apple product, sure. If not, you can download it on the PC and do it on there. Not everyone has a PC, Carter. Uh, look, man, I'm trying to be as like open and as giving as possible right now. If you can't do it on Apple, go go comment on the YouTube video. And on uh, Spotify, but unfortunately you can't write reviews on there, and I don't know how to look at how many reviews we have. So Apple's the one that I currently have and have access to seeing. So uh, we're currently at four. If you leave us a good review, I will read it on the podcast next week. Well, there so, you go. Incentive. Incentivize you to hear me talk a little more, but this time about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more incentive. We are two subscribers away from 350. As of which recording. Is your, uh, which is the goal for the goal when you leave, for, right? Yep. I leave in two weeks. If we can get if we can get to three fifty, that'd be really cool. I've ordered the stickers for Indy. They they should be hopefully like before we leave. That's yeah, the hope. I, more importantly, uh we have a few new things up on the merch store, mainly like colors, choices, and everything for like t shirts. Um but I know Tiff has got one ordered. I saw someone ordered one the other night on on Discord after we posted it. I think it was Poppy. Um, what's not shown on there is the the new glassware we have out. Oh yeah, and I am <laughs> very very excited to get my my uh, my tumbler in. There yeah. are uh, twenty ounce metal tumblers. There's also uh, I believe sixteen ounce like pint glasses. Yep. Obviously, um, so if you are a an adult and enjoy a good apple juice you can go pour yourself an apple juice in our cups and that yeah. would be awesome i would love to see that uh tag us on 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 twitter if you do that um and make sure that you know it's obviously apple juice and has a good amount of head on it you know it has to look good for the picture right of course of course uh... so i think that's everything as of now uh like all the new up-to-date stuff i think um, it's everything just... up to date yeah Still waiting to hear about a couple different things, but they're in the process of being worked on. I have finally got confirmation that they have been started and are being worked on as we speak. So Woo. when those come out, you will know about it then. Um, as of, I think that's everything. I think we're good. Can we talk? Can we get the outro yeah, out of the way? Yeah, we'll get out of here. Cool. So, as always, everyone, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Uh, seriously, that does help us out a ton with the YouTube algorithm. Um, we have the highest number of, like, percentage of non-subscribers watching us now than we've ever had, meaning that YouTube is actually pushing our content out there. It also means that people aren't subscribing when they're actually watching our videos. So, what do you do and hit the subscribe button? 
Um, to everyone else, if you're listening on Apple or, or Spotify, make sure you leave that review as well. If you're listening on anywhere else, go and follow us on everything that you possibly can. Hit the little plus sign, make it into a check mark, make us feel good about ourselves. Um, you can always follow us on Twitter as well at LR Lessons, myself at Mr. Missouri 25, Carl's at Musical VGC. I'm sure he's going to have all kinds of pictures and everything going up on, on his Twitter when he goes to Indy here in a couple weeks, getting to meet people and all that good stuff as well. If I can get my phone to cooperate, I might live stream a little bit at Indy. We'll Hell yeah. Happens. I will definitely check it out if you do. We'll see what happens. Um, you can check us out on Twitch at Mr. Missouri 25 for myself, where I've been playing Blue Kaizo and uh, Blaze Black 2 Redux. And then Carl's been occasionally streaming over on his channel at Musical, uh, doing some VGC laddering and all that good stuff. So if you're interested in either of those, check those out. We really appreciate it there as well. Come and hang out in the community Discord. It is free to join. It is completely open to the public. There's no paywall or anything else to be included. Just Literally click the, the link down in the show notes and you'll get a notification to come join. Um, it's fantastic. We actually have a, uh, LR Rumble coming up on Saturday, the 23rd. So if you're interested in playing you mean some uh, LRQ, yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, I said Rumble. It's not, it's I meant... not on the 23rd because is it Poppy's, not? A, Poppy's events on the 23rd. Oh, the calendar said 23rd. Yeah. I haven't had time to re- reschedule that yet. I lied. It's not going to be. Don't listen to me. Go play in Poppy's event instead where he's hosting a uh, a tournament where Top 8 is splitting $500 that he has put up himself because he's an absolute mad lad. Yeah. So, uh, if you're not playing in the EUIC, go and play for Poppy's money instead. Yep. Go go steal Poppy's money from him. Hell yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> um, let's see. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Discord. Check out the website, lrlessons.com. Make sure you check out the merch page while you're there. Um, be on the lookout for new merch when it goes live. I think that's finally everything. I think that's it. All right. That's going to be it for today, everyone. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you next week with some more literary lessons. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.